your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an ever Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. We also love and appreciate your support. Every listen counts. Tonight's show is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get Primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginsOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. On tonight's podcast, we are continuing our Advent Calendar series where we take a couple of memories, players, or moments throughout the past several years of Winnipeg Jets hockey and then analyze what makes it special what their impact has been, and just reflect a bit because it is the holiday season and obviously we are counting down to uh, to Christmas. Obviously some Advent calendar days that usually get uh, actually counted on a real Advent calendar aren't going to be used on this episode just because, of course, we mostly stick to the weekdays unless we have to have a weekend episode, but, you know, we've already covered a couple of different things. Ehlers, uh, the 2014-2015 season, the 2017-2018 magical run, Toby Enstrom and Bufflin, and now I wanted to turn our attention a little bit more to some contemporary players, some guys who are currently with the franchise, and what they've contributed. You know, we've already talked about Blake Wheeler, but there are plenty of players that I believe are worth spotlighting, and one of them that comes to mind is, of course, Connor Hellebuck. Hellebuck, for me, has been a very interesting goalie over the past several years. There was a time after his rookie year in which I wasn't really sure if Helly was the, the true franchise goalie this team needed. And I think Helly himself had maybe some structural issues with his game. After he went to uh, Francilia, I think his name was Terry Francilia, He's the guy, I believe, that worked with Devin Dubnik to kind of get his mechanics back on track. Um, whatever training they did in the offseason, Hellebuck came back looking like a different goalie. And after that, it just it really took off for Helly. Uh, and he had a Vesna finalist season. He's been our mainstay player in net. We haven't really had to worry much um, looking for another starting goaltender, which is kind of a rarity in this league. Oftentimes, teams have maybe a couple good seasons with one netminder, and then it's out the door for a new one. With Hellebuck, he genuinely seems to be, at least for the past couple of seasons, decently consistent. Year-over-year progress is always really hard to track with goalies because, you know, it's it's pretty volatile, right? Performance doesn't seem to be statistically consistent, you know, with most goalies in the way that a lot of people probably expect. There are plenty of great goalies who have years where they just kind of fall off the face of the earth. And even Hellebuck had a couple of years where I was not entirely convinced he was going to be our mainstay franchise goalie. You know, he had a couple of years where he was just playing bad at times. But the last two to three years have been excellent for him. He's, of course, won a Vezina Trophy. He's been extremely good near the top of the league in goalie performance and goal saved above expectation. And while he does have a pretty intense workload, it doesn't seem to bother him as much. He seemingly handles it with uh, with gusto, as they would say. And I feel like his performance in net 
has been a lot of what's powered the Jets to playoff spots. This season hasn't been, you know, top tier in his, I guess, catalog of seasons. I feel like he's maybe taken a little bit of a step back, but not enough to really ding his performance. Overall, he's still very good. He's in the top 10 of netminders out there in terms of goals saved above expectation and, and certainly his overall performance in net. I think what really makes Hellebuck a, a special player is that you often know what you're getting with him. With a lot of goalies, again, like I said, year-over-year performance is pretty volatile, but Hellebuck has been relatively stable, and even on his worst nights, he's usually capable of giving the Jets at least a chance to claw back in a game. You know, he might keep it to three goals or less, or if he does surrender four or more, it's usually because the Jets have probably put up a really bad performance in front of him, and he's, you know, the only reason the scoreline doesn't get out of hand. And, uh, you know, is his big frame his ability to react quickly to situations, his incredible reach, and the sheer amount of space that he covers with his uh, you know, wide shoulders and big stance, it makes him a, a fairly modern netminder. I think a lot of goalies have started to approach his position with the same style that he has, and certainly that massive frame aids a lot of what he does. But you know, even then, he's still a special, special goalie. Without him, this team would be dead in the water most years, which is kind of crazy. You know, you look at the Jets roster and you think, this is a pretty good team. And yet, so much of what the Jets have been able to accomplish is because Hellebuck has been so far above uh, league average. I mean, he's, uh, you know, an elite company most years, and depending on what season you're looking at, maybe the best netminder out there. Last year, he should have been a Vezina finalist, even though, for some reason, Philip Grubauer made it instead. That, for me, was very baffling. At least a couple of voters had Hellebuck in that top three unit, but somehow he eluded the uh, the gaze of so many other voters, and I don't really know how Grubauer got into it, but I think, you know, the, the general prevailing sentiment is that it just comes down to wins. For some reason, this is all voters tend to see. They look at goalie wins, they look at save percentage, and they think, oh, these two things must be related. They must be explanations for why this player deserves the Vezina nomination, finalist, or even the trophy itself. And yet with Hellebuck, he honestly should have been up there, even if some of the numbers might have looked a little bit less gaudy. His goal saved above expectation, and the fact that the Jets even made the playoffs playing as poorly as they did last year was truly miraculous. And then he helped Stonewall uh, Edmonton through four playoff games in a sweep. In all honesty, Hellebuck has been the team at times. I mean, when Winnipeg has played like a lotto squad, the only reason that they've even been winning games is because Hellebuck has been unbelievable. Sure, you could say, yeah, they had a couple of really good uh, shooting percentage spikes here and there, some good puck luck, and the natural finishing talent on the Jets tends to make a lot of goalies surrender more than a few shots. But even then, I think Hellebuck has explained a lot of the reason the Jets are even in playoff races half the time. So he truly is a special player. If goalies had actually won Hart trophies, Hellebuck might have won one or two at least in his career so far. I know that it tends to go to like McDavid and players like that, but you know, Hellebuck's importance to his team, he really does deserve MVP status. Um, I mean, certainly all Jets fans know that he is the top dog, he is the number one, and it really doesn't appear to be changing anytime soon. So enjoy Hellebuck while he's still in his Vesna form. He truly is one of the best goaltenders out there. And if you're especially fond of goalies, uh, you know, treasure these moments because we don't often have someone as special and as elite as Hellebuck manning our net. Speaking of very special players, I thought our next player that I wanted to spotlight on this wonderful advent calendar is Pierre-Luc Dubois, a relatively new arrival and somebody who I think a lot of fans are starting to make their new favorite player. Before we get to PLD though, I thought you should hear a little bit more about Primal Origin Oils. 
Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginsOils.com today. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Or honestly, even better than your favorite candy bar. Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, and guilt. You get the best of both worlds because it's delicious and healthy. You have so many flavors to choose from. Are you up for raspberry or mint brownie? Maybe cherry or double chocolate? You might even be up for cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Don't tell your family your favorite flavor, though. You might just spark a debate at the next family dinner. Built Bars give you that extra energy you need to bust down these mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just stuck standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. Throw one in your jacket or purse because you never know when you'll need it. Make sure to tell Santa to drop a few extra Built Bars in your stocking before the holidays roll around. Whether you want to enjoy your Built Bar plain or even dip it in hot chocolate for an extra gooey flavor, it's the perfect holiday treat. Go to Built.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Our next player on our Advent Calendar series that we want to spotlight is Pierre-Luc Dubois. PLD, I think, for a lot of people, when he first arrived, I think there was some question about what kind of player he would be and if he could actually give the Jets a true second-line center. I felt like, though, that there was potential there with PLD to become our number one center just because, you know, honestly, when you think about it, the Jets don't really have, like, an elite franchise center at the moment. They have a really good first-liner in Mark Shifley, but you often notice that with his game, there are enough gaps in what he does to make you wonder if he really is Winnipeg's top center. I still think he brings plenty of incredible offensive contributions, and it's not like Shifley isn't skilled, especially when you give him the right line mates, he really starts to shine. But in terms of his overall impact on the ice and what he has done for this team recently, I just don't know if I really see him as the lead guy down the middle. Pierre-Luc Dubois wasn't really that guy either for the first couple of weeks and months. When he got swapped for line A, you could kind of see that it it was going to take him a while to actually get comfortable with the Jets, and in this case, it kind of took the better part of most of a season. And yet there were streaks and moments where you could see the creativity, the physicality, the strength, the intelligence, all of that sort of showing itself in flashes of greatness, and Dubois could give you these incredible rushes to the slot, this excellent hand-eye coordination for beautiful goals, and great passing setups that put his teammates in better positions. But then you also kind of saw all of that being marred by really bad turnovers, uh, very poor decision-making under pressure at times. There was just something missing with his game. 
And then this season rolled around, and I think the version of PLD that we all thought we were getting has finally arrived. And not only has he been really good, he's been, honestly, Winnipeg's best player. I expected PLD to be good, but I wasn't sure he would be this good. And uh, I think he solved the question of who Winnipeg's first line center and most elite center is. He is an absolute force of nature when it comes to creating offense anywhere below the goal line, attacking the central slot area, and physically imposing his will on other puck carriers and uh, opposing defenders. When you just compare him from like a side-by-side comparison to other skaters out there, he is a giant, like he's a man-mountain. And I don't think it really comes across until you see him manhandling somebody like Austin Matthews. Matthews is a huge, huge player. He's got very broad shoulders, he's very tall, he's very strong, and yet when Dubois was standing over him, he kind of looked like a toddler in comparison. I mean, PLD is just that big, and it doesn't really come across until, again, you see him compared to other big players. And Dubois brings this rare mixture of size and skill that I think a lot of the league really covets but doesn't know what it actually looks like. You know, oftentimes they look at players like Logan Stanley and they see, oh, potential top four defender right there. The truth is, though, that's not really the case. Stanley definitely has the size, but when you're looking for that high-end elite franchise skill, that's just not something that he brings. But then you look at Dubois, and PLD has it in spades. This guy has incredible hand-eye coordination, he's got great passing, his up-ice vision is remarkable, his goal-scoring prowess is especially impressive, he's still got the ability to crash the net if he needs to. No matter how you want him to score, he can create space and open up those shooting and passing lanes for either himself or his teammates and do it almost on his own. He's such a really creative player, and I feel like his game... It's not like many other players out there because not many players can really replicate the the style and physicality that he brings. The closest player I've compared him to is like Prime Blake Wheeler. That's kind of who he reminds me of. And defensively, he's still improving. I think he's working on the details, especially on the back check. You'll notice moments with him where he maybe makes a really bad pass or a sloppy turnover, maybe a lazy play here and there, but overall with his game, it's really hard to be upset. He just brings so much positive contributions to the ice, and when you give him the right line mates, again, he really shines. I think he's a remarkable talent. I think he's going to have honestly a better career than Line, which is crazy to say because I'm a huge Line fan. I love what Patrick brings, but what PLD can do and uh, the early importance that he is showing for this franchise, I, I think the Jets made the right decision to make the deal for him. I know that obviously a lot of us were very upset and I still hold a soft spot for Line, but what Dubois can do and what he can bring to this team, I think his total value to the Jets is going to be significantly greater than what Line would have brought over his career. If this is the version of PLD that the Jets get long-term, Winnipeg is pretty much laughing to the bank, and so is Dubois once he gets his contract extension. That one is going to be a pretty penny. I could see, you know, nine plus for him. It's going to be very interesting to see how that negotiation pans out. Maybe the Jets resign him for like $8 million or something, but I feel like with how he's playing um, and certainly the premium that is placed on centers of his caliber, he might be looking at a huge, huge extension. Already, though, I can see legions of fans clamoring for that extension no matter the cost. I think he has earned himself a place in every Jets fan's heart, and I can only imagine that his fan base is going to continue to grow because of how good he is and how pleasant of a fit he's been with his team. The last player we're going to spotlight is actually somebody who is a more recent arrival as well, although this player has spent a couple of seasons here by now. Like Dubois, this player had a bit of a learning curve as he first joined the Jets, but he has since become an indispensable member of this team, and that player is Neil Pionk. We'll talk about Neil's special moments and why he continues to be a very interesting player in just a moment. 
But before we get ahead of ourselves, I wanted to tell you about BetOnline.ag and why they should be your number one online betting destination during the holiday season. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to play some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, BetOnline should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight with some thoughts on a, uh, a player who has been a more recent arrival, not really as recent as, of course, um, Pierre-Luc Dubois, but this guy, you know, we've spent a couple of years with him. He's been a very interesting player to watch grow and really learn and adapt to the NHL level. This player, of course, is currently suspended, and that is Neil Pionk. And Pionk, for a lot of reasons, I I put him on this advent calendar list because I feel like his particular journey to being a true NHL defender has been very tumultuous, I I would say. He got thrown to the Wolves with uh, the New York Rangers, and to be completely honest, I wasn't really sure he would ever pan out as a top four player. He looked more like a seventh defender at best, and that's like on a good day. You know, this this kind of uh, this kind of offensive defender with almost no defensive game and really poor situational awareness, uh, what looked like poor decision making under pressure, um, it just didn't really seem like the kind of player who would blossom into a second pairing or even fringe top pairing kind of guy. And yet. With what we saw with Pionk's development over the past couple of years, and, well, really him peaking last season, it's been clear that there's a lot more than meets the eye with him. I, I think his development into, like, a fringe number two defender uh, has been a really interesting journey. You know, you've watched him really man-mark Connor McDavid aggressively and without fear. He's, like, one of the only players that's gone against McDavid and somehow won battles. And he's done it without, like, really interfering with McDavid, which that in and of itself is a major achievement. But in terms of his overall impact on his team, he's been such an asset on the power play and dead even strength, which when he first joined the power play, I I wasn't really a fan of his game. I feel like in terms of his shooting ability, that's top-notch. But, like, passing to somebody like Line A, for instance, it was very painfully slow. Now it's it's a little bit faster and he gets the pass off with more consistency, but even still, I think the main thing that you want with him is him skating with possession and creating those shooting lanes on his edges rather than passing it off to somebody else. Once he kind of gets into those shooting lanes and stuff, his really good release and accuracy starts to take over. He's just a really creative player in possession, and I feel like that gets used a lot with this team, which there aren't many defenders the Jets will allow to activate aggressively, but Pionk is one of those few. And Neil actually puts up pretty okay defensive results as well. I wouldn't say that they're elite by any stretch of the imagination, but over the years I feel like his timing, his reads, his positioning, all of that has generally improved. He has a very odd and quirky style of defending players who are significantly larger. He definitely throws himself into his checks and into his challenges, which sometimes gets himself into trouble, but it kind of reminds me of like Brandon Tanov, where when it works, it's super effective. 
but when he gets caught out, you kind of concede goals. So Pionk, he's he's very much a, uh, I would say like a high risk, high reward kind of defender, but I very much enjoy watching him. I think he's one of our most important puck moving D and the Jets without him for the next few games is honestly a little bit nerve wracking. I don't think that's a particularly great outcome. You know, you've got the suspension, but the concussion stuff that's happened afterwards, that's not great. So hopefully Pionk heals up quickly and can come back soon. Obviously, the Jets really need him. He's been a pivotal playmaker on this back end. And honestly, the development of his uh, defensive game has made him such a reliable player for this back end because, let's be honest, the Jets don't really have many defenders that I would trust in high-pressure situations. Pionk has kind of grown into that, and while he still will make mistakes, overall, you have to love his progress, and uh, it seems like he wants to stick around for a good chunk of time, which is stuff that you just love to see. I'd be curious to know what you think of Pionk's journey as a top-tier defender. Let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is all the time that we have. On our next episode, we probably will have maybe a short Advent calendar segment for tomorrow's episode, and uh, after that, we will talk about their game, which I believe is against the Seattle Kraken, the first time the Jets have faced this team. Very interested to see how they handle this expansion franchise that has been performing pretty poorly, but you never know. Maybe the Jets actually lose this one. For tonight, though, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite platforms, so be sure to like and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!